Welcome back, guys. We've had a break for a couple months during which the Air Podcast one-year anniversary book was published, so thank you all so much for your support with its release and also for tuning back in now. This is the 16th episode of Air, an interview podcast series with a different theme each episode. Joining me this time to talk about sound and silence is German producer and DJ Kiodor. Kyo has been a fixture in the techno scene since first learning to DJ in the late 90s and getting her first residency at Munich's Ultraschall in 2001. Her productions have seen collaborations with artists like Donato Dazi and Gabriel Ananda, and over the course of her many years as a self-proclaimed sound architect, she has put out an impressive two full-length albums and 13 EPs. Her work is not limited to the kind of hypnotic techno that has become her signature, however. Kyo also has experience in ambient, theatre and film composition. Thank you so much for having me here in Cologne. Oh, thank you so much to come here. So I'd first like to start by talking about the idea of building sound. And on your bios and in a lot of interviews, you describe yourself as a sound architect. So what does that mean exactly? The background of the meaning is probably conceptual. uh, To make a concept, I have concepts in my mind when I do a sound. I, I have an idea and um, it's the concept and it's building up from down to up. It has always a ground, like with an architect, like, like an architecture has a ground and it's building up from one ground. So when I got here, you were saying that you're, you're sort of like pregnant with all these different ideas. Yeah. So uh, how does that sort of work with this idea of sound architecture? Like... Are all of your ideas about different sounds, or are your ideas about different tracks, or how small, like how small and how big are the ideas? Well, the most ideas, are, um, it's like a vision, you know, f- 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 for the end result. Uh, I have, I have visions for end results. Um, I hear it already, like it is done, but it's not done. <laughs> so <laughs> the main work is before me. But, um, and also this takes time that, that the idea is, is, is perfect in my mind, but when it's perfect in my mind, is a long time that it's the same what I have in my mind that it's made. So mm-hmm. how long would you say it takes you to like build the perfect, your perfect vision sort of thing? I mean, some, I know some people go into the studio and sometimes it's like one day and it's done sort of thing. Is that what it's like for you? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, it depends. I mean, it depends on the project. Um, sometimes I have a very, yeah. Sometimes I have very big projects in my mind. So I need huge, huge time. You know, a huge, um, a, a lot of time to 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 make it like I have it in my mind. Um, and so, 
Okay, and then there are sounds, and sometimes I, I'm only taking like one week for a sound, or like I, I need to close my eyes sometimes, then I can concentrate better in myself. Otherwise, I'm a very outside person. And to think about my own things, I need to close my eyes sometimes. You know? And so how do you think that being a sound architect is different from being a producer, for example? Like, what are you doing differently to achieve the kind of built sound that you're interested in? There are different names, uh, sound designers, and composer, composer, yes, of course. But composer is for me more when I create melodies or, or contra melodies. Uh, this is more for, for the piano thing I, I'm working on also. And uh, sound architecture is more for... It's, it's one sound, but then there is coming another sound and it's building up like a house. You know, I, I love architects also. Mm. I, I'm very inspired by Peter Zumthor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you know Peter mm -hmm. Zumthor? Yes, I, I do. I love yeah. him so much, <laughs> Mama Mia. I mean, the, the, the music is a different mind than to build a, uh, to build a house, but, but it can be also kind of mathematic, mm. but not only. Um, it, it's, it's a mixture out of soul and mathematic mm -hmm. also and work and changing the basic to a house i've interviewed quite a few architects actually and mm -hmm. it i have to say it does remind me a lot of different electronic music artists that i've interviewed like you said it's really a mixture of like passion or emotions and then this more logical sort of side i think right. exactly mm -hmm. so do you think that your history as a, an instrumentalist also has a role in your interest in sound architecture? I mean, you said that maybe that's more composition than sound architecture. Exactly. I, w when, when I was younger, I, yes, I played congress in a jazz band, and then I uh, tried to play guitar. I had a kalimba. I, I was playing a little bit flute. And now you're doing piano. And I played a little bit piano. Mm -hmm. But I was bored. To learn the instrument. After a while, I was, I don't know, I was born. And then I was awake for the whole. So to, to make the whole, not only one instrument, you know, but, but now I see it again a little bit different uh, than, than before. I needed to find the, the right moment to make the whole thing. You know, I have, I have a vision of the whole, of the end result. But to come to the end result, in the beginning I had a lot of sounds. And then I felt after a while that it's much more interesting for me right now to have one sound and this sound could work perhaps by itself. Mm -hmm. This is for me the best sound if I get it to them, to there. And then the next sound is again a single sound. It could work, it should work by itself for my taste, but um, they have to combine also, you know, they have to talk to each other. They have to have a dialogue or, uh, of course, and there are rhythms and all this. And I have really hard times always with hi-hat. You know, it's too boring. I, I, I always spend a lot of time also on this. Somebody told me if you have a good kick and a good bass line, uh, the track is done. And that's right. I have to say it's right. But to find a really good bass line and a really good kick. And now, up to all, I did um, a track without a kick. And it works. It works like 
wow, I'm very surprised. There are different sounds that makes it very open uh, and driving also. But in another way than a kick, doing mm. it. Uh, sometimes I, I love to try something new. It's interesting for me, you know, mm -hmm. because after a while hearing so much the same mm -hmm. steps uh, or rehearsals and I'm interested to find new things. But sometimes uh, it's also good to go back to the, to the basics, mm -hmm. like piano. I interviewed Niels from a couple of years ago and he was saying that he first became interested in building instruments for himself or like custom instruments mm -hmm. because he couldn't find something that was totally unique or different or he was kind of just bored with the instruments that were out there mm -hmm. <clears throat> already. So is that maybe why you became interested in developing your own sounds? Sort of that you were bored with the rest of the sounds in the world. It started that I trained mixing with two um, techniques. Two years, I, I really learned very hard every every day when when I have every single moment I, I was I was training, and I was totally addicted. And then I tried to find records, and I went to my record store like every Friday. It was like. A, private meeting, you know, every Friday. There I met Tom from Poluk, by the way. Also, we had discussions and I say, yeah, but you know, I'm looking for a special sound like this and everything. And they told me, yeah, but Kyo, we don't have. You have to do by yourself, you know, like this, you know. And I was thinking, oh shit, I have to do everything by myself. Why I have to do everything by myself? And then um, I, um, I hated computers. I really hated computers, so um, I um, I brought an MPC, and I tried to do, and I had to read two times the the program of the MPC. So hard <laughs> to understand for me. I didn't I didn't understand nothing. I, you know. I was in Sinai, <laughs> and then I had my mini disc recorder with me, and I recorded everything uh, underwater with the condom. The, the bubbles, bloop, 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 and all the, and little child singing like this, you know, and so uh, then I took it to the MPC, so in the, the day I was snorkeling and field recordings, mm. and uh, then did it, and then I did um, the sounds into the MPC, and these were my first own tracks, but then I found out, hmm, okay, it's very interesting, but... Uh, it's I missed something. I wanted to have this and that and that, and then I went with this sound to a studio. Uh, it was friends of Richard Barth. It was in Ultraschall Munich, in the underground. They had a studio, and then I told them, okay, now we take this noise and we do this and that and that out of it. But it was never that what I wanted. So I was thinking, okay, Q, you need to do everything by yourself. Then a friend told me, because I was not that rich, that I could have an amazing analog studio, because I love analog, you know, because I'm a vinylist, I'm, I was playing some instruments, and, uh, and I hated computer. And, but somebody told me, a film musician told me, Kyo, it's so easy. You buy a, a computer and the reason, and I say, really? <laughs> okay, okay, I will try. So I brought it, and all the boys, all the boys were, oh, reason and the computer. They had big studios, you know, analog studios and everything. And I told them, I will show the world that 
people, poor people can also create something <laughs> like this, you know. And then I learned very hard with the reason book, you know. Every day I, w I went to, <clears throat> um, uh, to Spain to form a tether from a teller on an island and I met some, some, some guys and they wanted to talk to me and I told them, hey, I don't talk to nobody because I'm here for music. <laughs> like this, you know. <laughs> so I uh, was uh, reading my book every day, went diving and not diving but snorkeling. Yes, and learned every day. And then, um, Yes, after I think half a year, I had eight, my eight first tracks done. This was the beginning. How would you describe, or would you say that there are sounds that you've made that are kind of signature to your overall sound? Like, there was a recent interview that you did with Native Instruments where the author wrote that these kind of clicks and pings and chimes that are doused in reverb and delay are sort of a staple or a signature of yours. Mm, but I have to say there are not that many delays. <laughs> really, not so many clicks also, I think. <clears throat> I don't know. There is a little bit of delay on the bleep sounds, but really not a lot. Because I know when I do too much, you don't, you can't hear it very well in the venue. <laughs> Special sounds, sound for me, poor. Hmm, it's hard to say. Really hard to say what is special for me because I have more sides. I have um, I have the the baseline side what I'm really interested in always. Then the beep, the beep mm -hmm. sounds um, are interesting very much for me, and the Asia sounds mm -hmm. also, and. Well, it's, it's most time hypnotic or is a kind of broken beat or I also like the combination with, with orchestral elements, but the next EP will be not like this, but the over next I have already in my mind. It's hard to, it's hard to say because uh, I'm between ambient, techno and broken special electronica i would say broken broken beat techno and also classical cinematic elements yeah here this is my respectful <laughs> i know some artists they do this and you know it's them always yeah and they sounding always the same i adore them but i would be bored yeah for myself you know i, I because i have wow this is very you know i'm very very Wow, this is interesting for me, you know, and I, I have a I have a spectrum, you know, and but 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 I try to bring it together on one record, you know. It's not that I do a little bit of this today and the next, uh, and also my mixes are not like this. I have an idea for the whole. Also here, I'm very architecture, like you know, all in all is a, is a combination of three different styles. Is with the with the bass and the orchestral things, and it's the beep one and the Asia one. So uh, this is all in all, yeah. And and ambient also, I did uh, only the sounds. So in the same interview, mm -hmm. you said that you put a lot of work into these sort of single tones, so that every single sound is important, as mm -hmm. important as the last. Mm -hmm. uh, you said if I create one sound, I try to work out the different spectral views of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So can you explain a bit about what you meant by these sort of different spectral views? Is it like a dramaturgy? I start very with one sound and then it change 
it's changing, the one sound is changing, making a dramaturgy. And I have in my, my mind, I have the vision what happened on the floor when I do it, you know. I, I, I can see it before me, um, probably also because of, I was a dancer, I don't know if it's together with this. Um, so, do you use these sounds also in your DJ sets? Or is, it, is that like two different things, like there's the production side where the sounds exist and then there's another DJ side where you just play other people's vinyl? If, if I'm addicted to a sound and it's fitting the whole dramaturgy of, uh, of my set, I tell you, I will put it in for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, there are differences between a stage where, where people are dancing or ambient stage. There are different sounds. But, but also here with my sets, I have, a, I, have a, I have the whole in my mind and I start from the beginning and it's more storytelling, you know. It's more also like an architecture, you mm. know, like a house building, you know, like this. Is um, yes, I, 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 I use the sounds if they are fitting into my vision for the set. Of course, I will, I will use it. So, even with your DJ sets, you still have this vision, you start with the vision before you even get there. Yes, okay, this is why I need to work non stop. But, so what if you get to a club, for example, and like we were talking about this before we started the interview, but mm -hmm. if the other artist is like really different from you, that artist that's playing before is really different or someone you don't like, do you change your set at all, or your vision no. to accommodate <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> no, mostly no, because um, of course I could do it. I could play for weddings, I think, but uh, I, I could. <laughs> but this is not why I'm staying for, you know. Uh, is is of course I have a risk if probably in the beginning nobody will dance. and. I saw sometimes that people in the beginning really with big eyes looking to me, oh, what happened now? <laughs> um, this is strange, I never heard it, you know. But then at the end, people understand the beginning. So, mm. so for me, I'm very thankful if I have a crowd with open, open ears mm -hmm. and that they can have free movements also, you know, not so like you have to dance like this and that, like a, like a roboter, like, you know, like everybody is dancing, you have to, no, more uh, close your eyes, open open the ears and not open the eyes and close the ears, you know what I mean, <laughs> this is, but yeah, sometimes it's hard if I play after tech house or something like this, mm -hmm. if I want to um, show a bleep or hypnotic set, um, then probably people are too much with their hips around, you know, groovy, <laughs> groovy, sexy, yippee <laughs> yay dancing, you know, and then I'm coming, uh, want to tell a story, oh, story, oh. <laughs> like this, you know, but uh, of course I could, but uh, it, it's not, it's not my vision to do it, you know. Do you think people are more patient where your storytelling is concerned when you're in the theater, for example, or doing an ambient set? Huh. No, it depends on how a night is built up. Because I think people are very hung, hung, have a lot of hunger for not hearing always the same. But um, it has to, um, you know, it's good if, if a night starts from down and building up, building up in a in a <clears throat> same story with different chapters, I always say, you know. And if I'm a chapter of the night, perfect, you know, I'm thankful. And um, yes, I love to build up after 
electronic special things or ambient and then after I'm coming and I, I really make them dance at the end of course mm -hmm. but um, mm -hmm. I love to build up things yeah I'm more up builder than a down builder <laughs> know, it's, uh, sometimes if people book me at the end I, I love to build also up morning you know morning is but in the morning is a different different uh, feeling than the night building up you know it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's also different music And, and music is made for rooms also, you know, for, for, for different rooms are uh, having different uh, atmospheres and also sound systems sounding different. Sometimes with a sound check I think, okay, tonight no, I, bleep is not good because it sounds not brilliant. So it's better to go in the dark, dark direction or something like this. And so do you think that your, you mentioned your dance background, do you think that your training in things like movement or timing and things like that, do you think that sort of helps in your understanding of having this build-up or this journey in your, in your sets? Right, the first thing, uh, the, the dancing gave me a lot of learning discipline. <laughs> This is the first thing, what helps me a lot to, to go through all these um, days and music. And to be stable to, I want to make the sound, it's not sounding like I want, okay, I go through, you know, like this. And also, of course, uh, sometimes I'm sitting here, especially with Hector, I don't know if you know Hector. Yeah, nobody knows it, but I think it's... <laughs> but I think when I play it, it's very, very, I mean... If you have, if you would have a voice on it, everybody would probably dance. It's it's very. Sometimes I'm sitting here and, and yes, and I I try to imagine how to to move, and sometimes I'm moving to my sound mm. also, you know. Um, uh, but some some things are very more hypnotic, more like um, is a different is a different um, is a different thing. But but Hector or Zepto is very. Even without being a groovy track, it has a lot of groove. I mean, it has a lot of movement inside, you know. One time I, I was happy when I was in Paris, a great woman uh, told me, Oh, hecto, zepto, because nobody, nobody was looking at this song. Everybody to the dark, you know, the, the I don't know, XL, I don't know, for Mike, everybody, wow, this is great, you know. But hecto and zepto, this is the one was very... Um, It's, a, it's, it's more for dance, but 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 everything has this dance moment for another moment. It's interesting that you say that you're thinking about how you're moving when you're making something because I think not enough people do that. I think it's an important thing, especially if you're gonna mm -hmm. if it's something you're gonna play mm -hmm. in a set. I think that's really important to know if mm -hmm. you can even dance to it, if that's even possible. I know, but but you know the hypnotic style. I I ask sometimes myself. Um, Is it good for movement? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. I really think about sometimes because it's more like to fly. It's more like um, you can fly very well to that sound, but can you really dance to it? Sometimes I ask myself, you know, um, but I like this atmosphere because it's like endlessness. Mm -hmm. This is the endlessness uh, movement, this hypnotic thing, you know, it's like you forget, you close your eyes, you have. You have a little bit, is a little bit like dancing, I don't like meditation, but a dancing meditation, I mean, is probably the <laughs> like right tra word. Like trance, trance, like in a trance yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, trance, I don't trans, like that word either, but yeah, exactly. it's fitting. <laughs> Hypnotic, endlessness, I would 
Yeah, because it's more clean. It's, it's the minimalism. So what about silence or maybe subtraction or like minimalism? How does that come into your idea of sound architecture? Well, everything, every sound starts for me with totally silence, with no talk. Yeah, the birds, you can hear right now, I sing on the microphone probably, <laughs> we have, I have a lot of birds here. The silence is for me all the sounds that are not made by humans or by cars. Old sounds that made by the creator, the, the big creation, you know. <laughs> this is for me silence. And I, we were saying before we started recording that it's so nice in this area of Cologne because it's very quiet. There's no like street sounds really other than the birds. Is that important for you, for your creativity? Ah, oh, so great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after all the cities and then travelings and lots of people and um, this is the, a very great basic for, for doing music, yes. So I know that you also try to have sort of as, as little equipment as possible in your studio. Um, so do you think that is also part of like silence, a bit like minimalism or sort of stripping things back? Right. I mean, I can imagine to have analog um, um, equipment too. Um, but for me, the most important thing is to know your gear very well, you know, to know your equipment very well. I think this is the most important thing for everything, because the most important thing is to have an, an idea, a vision for something. And then how you come there, it doesn't matter. Uh, sometimes probably with, uh, with smaller equipment or with cheaper equipment, you have to work harder to get there, you know, as I, I'm, I know some synthesizers I'm dreaming about, <laughs> you know, you make all, only some noises and you have them. And if you know these synthesizers of your dream, I have two synthesizers in my mind that I would love to have, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm not, I, I don't have them. I had a vision, it was from Flex, Flex. Mm -hmm. This was exactly the sound I was I was thinking about. Like a flapping in the yeah. wind, you mean? Yeah, exactly. So I, I recorded everything. Or also sometimes I do my own synthesizer with with sounds. Mm -hmm. um, I sing on kimono. I did with uh, with this one. You see all the fruits inside. Mm -hmm. I take a nut and I and I get the sounds what I want to have. And it sounds like a synthesizer you never can nowhere buy. <laughs> you you get you have to get more crea creative when, when when you don't have. A lot of gear, but at the end, you know, of course, analog wow is great, but uh, you know, also without analog, if you have a good idea, I mean, everybody can do music, it's uh, it's about your vision and how much you're working on. It's interesting, I mean, I was gonna say maybe that having less equipment than the next DJ or whatever mm -hmm. um, would maybe be like harmful to your creativity because you don't have as much stuff to work with but as uh -huh. you said I think it's nice to like it makes you be creative in other ways like not relying just on the things that you have but on other things around you exactly and I think if you have too much equipment mm. you need you, you you don't know really how this and it takes you away from the 
from the ideas, you know, then, oh, here's a great song. Oh, no, but this is also, oh, probably, hmm, probably, oh, no, this one, oh, no. And then, you know, after three years, uh, uh, you have so many, so many sounds yeah. that, probably you don't get it together uh, but I also should get my my things together because I'm working right now a long time on my EP you know but uh, then I have gigs and then I prepare there and I love things to have done you know because it's done in my mind you know? <laughs> it's already done in my mind it just has to you know I need time no gigs don't book me <laughs> well, I was gonna say because it seems like you because you I, it's not like you go, or maybe you do, go into the studio and are like, oh, I'm just going to fiddle around on this, and I'm just going to see about this, and maybe something will happen. Like, you go into the studio when you have an idea already, and then you go into the studio to make that idea happen. Exactly. Mm. So this, this, is, this is how it works. I have, I have a vision of, of something I want, I want to say. So, so what, what do I want to say? What do I want to give? Mm. You know, I'm always asking myself, what can I say? You know, what what is for me uh, makes sense, hopefully, to say something, even if somebody understands or not. <laughs> you know, probably people don't understand. Or my next EP will be more, for my person, normal, it's not really normal, but, but it will be techno. And then after that, there will be more different things again, you know. It's, um, yeah, but now I have a mind. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I have a mind in my mind. I need to finish it, yeah. I just need time. But so, do you spend a lot of time, like, when you finish a track, mm -hmm. do you spend a lot of time kind of going back through it and taking things away or adding things back on? Or is it like when it's done, it's done and you don't work on it anymore? Oh, when it's done, then it's done. But <laughs> until it's done, it takes years for me. Because I, uh, for, for my last tracks, I, I did one done, and then I played it in the venue, and then I was thinking, shit, I have already 50, 50 or more mixed downs for one track, and I'm still not happy. So then I went back from the gigs, Start, went again to the track, changed the whole thing from bass lines and kick and did totally different. Now I heard it and I was thinking, oh yeah, wow, well, much better. But, but, there's still too much bass inside. Why? Why? Um, and then, you know, I'm thinking about also when I'm in venues, because here I, hear, I heard it on many, many different things. Uh, many sound systems like um, different um, headphones, different my ghetto blaster, very old, cheap uh, speakers, <laughs> very, very old. Then Genelex, of course. So I heard it through so many different sound systems and it sounded well. And then I come to a venue and I think, okay, there's still too much bass here, there. Mm -hmm. Then I, you know. So it takes time, you know, so much time, 50, 50 mix sounds and more, you know. Some people will laugh about me. They can. <laughs> so you, there's never a point where you're like, okay, now I have to stop because it's as good as it's going to get? I say stop when I think it's good. For, for me, you know, it doesn't mean that it's good for the others, but uh, it has to be, it has to sound good for myself, for my vision, what, what I have. If it's not, then I don't. Then it's not released. I have many, many tracks 
uh, never mm. released because I'm not finished with it. Other people would already sold it. <laughs> so can you talk a bit about how you use... So I mean, I guess with like a techno set, for example, silence can obviously be very effective, but I personally like to think about how silence is used in ambient sets or kind of more experimental music. So how are you using silence in ambient or maybe atmospheric is a better word? Silence and ambient. I think music can um, can show something about silence. Um, I remember a time I had a lot of stress here in the house. It was super loud, really every day, super super loud, and I I couldn't concentrate it. So I went here into the kitchen with my headphones and I did an ambient um, uh, mix because I needed to find silence. So if it's more loud outside, and um, silence also is something that it's not taking you. It is something you can take. It le it lets you free. You know, it it gives you more freedom. Um, sometimes I I have some piano pieces and they are running in a loop here, bit while eating or breakfast or so, with guests, and it's never disturbing. But it makes a nice atmosphere. You don't feel like disturbed. This is for me silent, the silence of music. It don't disturb you. Like the birds. The birds are the best um, Beispiel. You know, the birds are singing, especially the small birds. And I feel always relaxed when I hear them. Why? Because they are never... Some of them are very loud, okay, but, but the most, the most are giving just a nice atmosphere, you know, and it's never boring and it never disturbs me, so I can sleep with the birds, yeah. you know what I mean? And this is a kind of silence, you know, for me, they're the best singers in the whole world. It's sort of like, back, not background noise, but like, it's there, but you do, it doesn't really like disturb anything else that you're doing, like you don't, right. you're not thinking about hearing it, it's mm -hmm. just part of your surroundings I guess I, yeah I think a lot of people a lot of producers want to kind of add more sounds or do more things because they're scared of people getting bored mm -hmm. but maybe I don't know I think there's like a certain patience that you or trust that you have to have in the audience that they're mm -hmm. patient enough to listen oh. well I found out if you start a night with nothing and then you have some sounds and then people are coming in, they are talking and da 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 and so so everybody's relaxed and then and then after a while and you make an atmosphere with sounds and then you make only one little kick. It's like a bomb. You know what I mean? Or if you play first hi-hat after one hour, it's like a bomb. But when you hear the whole night chick 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 the same it's not a bump anymore, you know, it always, it, for me, music is kind of dramaturgy. So, um, and then for me, it's getting boring. If I hear always the same boom, 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 it's boring for me. It's not touching me, it's not, it's not bringing me to any move. So for me, it's different. So for me, it's more like dramaturgy. Hey, and Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, I have to tell he was a king also of being a drummer too because I was thinking about Michael Jackson for a moment <laughs> yeah also because of the character and what was his vision I really was thinking about 
he make like and then boom you know it's the same but in a different context in a different context for his music he was great it's not my taste of music for what i'm doing now but uh, i have respect to a lot of uh, other artists i mean it's really i guess it's really true what you say about especially like when you're talking about storytelling like mm -hmm. i'm just thinking like for example if you go to berkheim and you're downstairs and it's literally just the same sound the whole time i get bored of that really easily mm -hmm. whereas i think people some people don't mind but i think there's a lot of people who really want to have this kind of journey yeah. storytelling something different something that's evolving or at least changing or something throughout the whole set yeah, especially when it's like a seven hour set you don't want to listen to the yeah because thing. it's it's tiring you know yeah if if it it's more tiring because uh is yeah <laughs> we had a dog around the corner yeah there's a dog and some birds that's, that's it <laughs> for, for, for me i can only talk about myself how i feel it so uh, for me it's 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 not interesting for him too <laughs> no uh, but of course there are people they need it i have i i have a reason why i don't tell now but some people really need need this non-stop for me it's more more interesting to to, to tell a story this is the reason why i do it mm -hmm. of course at the end i i i i go forward of course but is um uh, always to have the same is for me as a person it's not interesting so, uh, but but i'm happy there are many different minds and so what about in the studio I read in a couple of interviews that it's really important for you to have silence when you're working. You were saying earlier that when there was like construction maybe or something going on, you're having a hard time. Um, but when I interviewed Donato Dazi, he told me that when he's in the studio, he likes to have a window open so he can hear like the birds or the traffic or whatever. Is that sort of what is more your style? Traffic, no. <laughs> birds, yes. <laughs> As I told you, um, for me, silence is... Um, is everything what's not made by human is more from the nature mm. but also there in the nature if the kra kra is also yeah. can, can disturb but but no it's the best is uh, silence yeah really because i i really like to concentrate on the music in that moment yeah and i like to be offline also no talks no writings mm -hmm. is the best for me totally yeah. silence nature running yeah, you were saying before we started recording that you are now going running when you mm. go on your gigs and stuff. So is that right. sort of a similar headspace that you're in, like when you're in the quiet studio and then when you're running, it's sort right. of the same, like really quiet, just you time. Right. And I'm praying. Yeah, this is what's very, very important. Praying, nature, sport. Hmm. Very simple. <laughs> and very normal. And good food and mm. uh, some plants, you know. Um, yes, I've, I'm a very simple person. <laughs> so what do you think that you like get from the silence in those moments? Like, Does it make you more creative? Do you come up with your ideas when you're in the quiet? Or is it just to clear your head? I clear my shit. <laughs> and I have always shit in myself. And I, I make an exchange. Uh, I'm giving the shit away. I get, I get love. And I get new ideas mm. in silence. <laughs> so easy. And I, 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 I train my body and I feel, feel, um, yeah, 
I feel that I'm alive <laughs> and it gives me, yeah, because I have a brain, I have, I have a body, I have, um, um, what do you say, um, um, Geist. Uh, spirit? Spirit, yes, yeah, spirit. Yes. That's the only German word yeah, I've ever Yes, yes. <laughs> Even I'm not spiritual. I'm not spiritual. No, I'm very simple. I'm very... So when you're in the studio, is that maybe sort of this rare moment that the silence around you and then the sound architecture that you're working on, they kind of come together in, yeah. that, in that time. So does that make that, this, these moments of producing, is that even more special because it's like these two worlds of yours coming together? Yeah, without silence, there is no architecture. So uh, silence is the, is the, for me, is the basic of every sound, of every, of everything, of, of every It's like this vision. starting point, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, of, like the blank page. Yeah, the, yeah. 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 So there have been a few times over the past couple of years that you've taken a step back from touring or in social media and things like that. Uh, you're, you said also that you've been canceling gigs and, and stuff. Are you comfortable talking about those experiences? Um, why was silence important to you in those moments? Oh, I had two burnouts. And uh, <laughs> I was working like 14 to 16 hours a day sometimes. I, I was working like crazy. I forgot myself. Um, this is good. It's good in a way, but it was too, for a long time, you know, and I was, um, I didn't have enough um, holidays and I didn't take my enough time for myself. And for me, the two burnouts were the big, a big present, a super big present, because I learned I don't have to struggle. I mean, um, I need my time. And I need my time for silence too. And this were big presents to me that I had silence. And then I started uh, for recover also uh, because I had I was totally in the in the electronic music. And then I wanted to go back to a basic, and the basic was for me the piano, and the where everything starts from the from the instruments. And uh, so I felt in love again to piano and I did some piano pieces for also for, for for feeling comfortable also for silence you know because it was really tough and you know I was working very hard and then um, traveling also and then all these interviews and all this is the outside world you know and outside world is okay but sometimes it's very important for for the soul and for the human to have an inside world, to look more to the inside world, you know. So I was taking care very much about everything all the time. And then I just had to take care about myself. I know that was a big present, two big presents. Yeah, I really, I recently like deleted WhatsApp, like the messaging app for a couple of weeks, just to see how it would go. And I felt so relieved not having to like check check it all the time yeah. and like I didn't think that I would like it but I I really did like it felt really like a weight lifted like, is that sort of how you felt when you exactly you know? if you if you're if you're uh, living out of the time that people want you to live because other people are not um, uh, responsible for my life mm -hmm. so uh, no <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a slave. I'm not a slave of uh, social media. I'm not a slave of... Um, I, I like to give something. 
to, to the human. I like to give something, but, but free, <laughs> not must. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This, I, I, learned, I learned a little bit about these things, about myself also. It's, it was very important, the, the two burnouts. Many people say, oh my God, you have... No, it's a present also, you know. Mm-hmm. Things like this can be a big present if you take it... Positively uh, instead of negatively. Yeah, positively. It is, a, it is a chance also. It is a... For me, it's a big present. Mm-hmm. I am really, really a big present. Because I found out, no, I don't have to be online. No, I don't have to. I have. I don't have to. I am free to do it, and I can say yes or I can say no. So now, before I get my next burnout, <laughs> I say okay, first, first, two thousand twenty off because I need my time for, yeah, for really creating out of the inside of me and not not what the world wants from me you know it's a difference you know so how are you feeling now that you are sort of back uh for 2019 i guess Mm -hmm. i know you're having a lot of gigs but still trying to find time to work on your music like why did you feel like now was the right time to come back there are many (laughs) reasons i mean it happened that i was getting some gigs and because I had some agency changes and then there happened some uh, accidents, I would say. And then I was thinking, okay, probably it makes more sense to do this year only electronic music. And next year I make a, I make a stop for finishing my, my, my piano album, for finishing also new... Uh, projects, but also with electronic music, of course, um, it don't say nothing. Um, but first the music, and then I will see what, where, how, how, and where to go next. Many people ask you, so what label you will release? I give a shit about. It. First, the music has to, and then it, the music has to fit the label. Even I would love to to release with friends, or and because I have really I love some music friends, you know, but. Um, it has to fit everything the music has to fit because then the most people getting touched by the music this is the it's not about me it's about the music you know hmm. and so how do you see your sort of sound architecture evolving in the future like i know you're working on an album right now are you like sort of planning ahead do you have like visions for the next years or is it mostly just focusing on now as you said i could have but it would kill me. <laughs> so it's better, really, it's better. Now I, I have, in a moment, I have, after this EP, I, I really will finish, hopefully, very soon. I have some time in April, but not so much. Um, and then I want to do a mix, electronic mix. And then after, I want to do this piano album done. And it's not only a piano album, it will be, it will be big work. And then I have a ne- next project. And of course, I have more ideas for after, but uh, this is enough for me now. Then I will concentrate on this. This is really enough. Three different projects. Mm. It's the piano, it's the the next EP, techno EP, and it's a next project. What is, uh, I can't talk about. I'm very very pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's also like a type of silence. It's like knowing knowing... how many projects you can work on at a time or like how many ideas you can think about at once mm-hmm. rather than like 
trying to do every single idea at the same time. It's like a kind of patience or silence or something like that, right. I think, maybe. I mean, when I have more ideas, I have much more ideas, but I, then I write it down. And if it's written, I know it's there, but I don't spend time, you know, because it's too much. Three, three different things, if I want to make them really good, and otherwise, yeah, uh, this is, a, is enough work <laughs> for now. <laughs>